sing. It's good to be here this morning. Good to be here. Are you glad to be here? Amen. 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 I'm going to call on Brother Joy all the way back here in the back. You lead us in a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to gather today in the house of the Lord. Lord, I pray that you Brother Steve and Wayne as they finish up the music and bring some message, Lord. Be with all the prayer requests we had this morning, Lord. There's so many and so many people in need. So many people throughout this world, Lord, that may have not been mentioned that need your help. I pray that you be with each and every one of them. Lead us and guide us throughout the rest of our day until we meet again. Jesus, name I pray. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Uh, we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to call, you know, this song right here we just got done singing right here, the last... Uh, Next to the last word in there says, For trusting his soul, redeeming love. And you know, last week we sang a song, and I know I know a lot of you probably never heard that song, or it's the first time you've ever sang it. We sang Redeemed. We sang Redeemed. And I just that's just a wonderful song. But I'm gonna ask Chris and Marilyn to play that. Chris is gonna play that on the violin. And Marilyn's gonna play that on the uh, on the piano, but you're going to get really blessed, I promise you. Bye. And uh, listen and play this. So if y'all don't mind, y'all do that, please. Yeah, we got to... Uh, you know, Chris has been playing violin for quite some time, but he hadn't played it in... You know, he said he got a little rusty, but I don't think he's got a little rusty. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, <yeah. laughs> uh, he got it out the other night when we got together Wednesday night, and uh, it's been a long time since I first first played the, play the violin, but I was truly blessed by this, and I know yes. we all was, but you're going to enjoy this. Uh, what Wayne's asked us to play is uh, number 516 in your uh, your uh, celebration hymnal, if you'd like to look on there. It's a, it's a hymn that has uh, wonderful, wonderful words. When we think of hymns by Fanny Crosby, we usually immediately think of Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. She actually wrote hundreds of hymns, and uh, Redeemed is, uh, is one that I think is one of my very favorites. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed. Um, and I invite you to turn there just so that you might uh, read the words along. And we'll just play it through a couple of times. I need your prayers to do this. I'm going to, this is a step of faith. Uh, but you know, uh, the verse on our sign this week reminded us of whether we eat or drink, and which meant whatever we do, we need to do it to honor the Lord. Amen. And so, uh, and so it don't matter what we do, it, it needs to be to honor the Lord. And I just want to share how blessed that I feel to be part of this community, to be part of this church <clears throat> congregation. As I left this morning early and I drove along 26 to the church. Brother Steve, I looked up here at the church and my heart just swelled. My heart of that church family would not have dreamed that three or four years ago. And my wildest of dreams would not have dreamed. 
But God placed us all here together. And isn't it wonderful? Amen. Isn't it Amen. Just wonderful. Be blessed today. Open your heart for whatever God has. Do whatever God would lead you to do. And uh, how wonderful to serve. Say, I've got started talking. I shouldn't have done that. I thought before Sunday school, you know, we had prayer and we made all these prayer requests. And, uh, you know, there were some things that happened uh, in the synagogue once that Jesus disapproved of. And he said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. Yeah. So we pray because we know that it will yield a result. Sure. We do. And so we pray. I had a pastor one time that said something along the lines, Now we're going to have a prayer request, but we're not going to pray over everybody's sore toe. <clears throat> Lady spoke up and said, "You obviously have never had a sore toe." <laughs> <laughs> but we pray because that pleases the Lord for us to bring our petitions before Him. And so uh, I pray that this uh, that we can get through this song and that you will read along the words as we try to play. Marilyn, let me just make sure I'm in somewhat of tune.
so happy in Jesus. Maybe that's the last one. Here we go. sang this little song and of course everybody knows this song is turn your eyes upon Jesus and uh, we're going to share that song Chris is going to put since he's got the violin in his hand we're just going to keep it in his hand right here I'm going to ask Vanessa to come up and and uh, we're going to sing this uh, let, let me say this uh, Elaine uh, sent me a text I think it was either Monday or Tuesday afternoon and ask if, if I would do this, and I have sang this by myself. But just as uh, Pat said, we have so much talent in this church that I could I couldn't hardly sing it by myself. And it, it's and then Chris uh, pulled out his violin, and, and I asked him if if he would let Marilyn play the piano and. He would play the violin along with this, and so 
aligning this is for you. Amen.
testimony. Amen. Anybody got a testimony? Amen. Now you got to follow that. <laughs> 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 so you, you like to bring as good a message as you did last week. <laughs> no, you put me on the spot. No. <laughs> Amen. Go to Steve. Uh, the song that, that they sang, uh, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, you know, there's a part that says, and the things of this life of earth was, was turned strangely dim. Mm -hmm. um, Last week, maybe it's two weeks ago, I was working on my front porch and I was so proud of how it looked and how pretty it looked. And I stepped back and I took a picture and the Lord just spoke to me and he, he said, this is so unimportant. And I realized all of the, the time I'd spent and the money I'd spent on that front porch, it was just, uh, it's just unimportant. It's our relationships that matter. It's our, uh, it's what we do for the Lord that matters. Amen. And uh, the Lord just really uh, spoke to me there. And I, I appreciate the fact that I can still hear from above. Because if I didn't, then I'd be in, like Israel was in that 400 years of silence. Sure. And I'm so grateful that I can still hear the voice of God. And we got to remember what's important in life. Amen. God bless you, Sister Marilyn. Anybody else? Amen. Now, Steve, I got a testimony. I've got a redemption story. I've got a rescue story. But, Steve, it's, it's about everything story. Sure. Uh, I've, I've been saved by the grace of God. And Sister Marilyn just uh, basically gave my, gave, gave, she, I didn't, I wasn't obedient, so she was. Uh, the truth is, our wealth in this world, what we, we, we may have an idea of what wealth is. But our wealth in this world is not what we have, but it's what we're willing to give. And I'm so glad that I hadn't got nothing of this world. But what I do have, I got the same thing that, that the apostles had when they said, such as I have, give I unto thee. I've got that same Jesus of Nazareth that they have. Sure. I'm thankful this morning. I, I, I'm not walking around doing miracles, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I could do a lot more if I just would this morning. If I'd be a little bit more willing to give what I have this morning. That's all I got to say, brother. But I'm thankful that I got something to give. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Somebody else. I'd rather be here as anywhere in this world. Amen. 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 You take me out of this world, I'm going to be happy to be in too. Amen. <laughs> God bless you, Lord. Amen. Amen. It's your time. What a blessing. What a blessing. I, uh, Sister Pat talked about how she was so proud to be a part of this church and, and, and I have to amen that myself too. I, I feel the, the same way. Um, Brother Chris, when I pass by here every now and then and look up on the hill there and, and see the church, um, I don't see a building, but I see uh, a group of born-again baptized believers. That's why I see, I think about the good times that we've had, the good services, uh, and I, I can just see everybody's face when I pass by, and uh, what joy that is, what joy that is. That, 
God has been so good to us. And uh, boy, this is a place of refuge. It really is. It's a place that we can come and we can share with one another. If we've got a burden, uh, we don't have to be ashamed to bring it before the Lord and to bring it before our brothers and sisters and get them to help us pray, uh, pray for it. I really appreciate that. Uh, it's good to see each one of you, and uh, I want to say it was good to see these young people in Sunday school this morning. Glad to, glad to see them, and uh, each and every one of you that's uh, here today. Brother Michael McGee uh, called me yesterday and asked me to tell the ask the church to please pray for them that they would have a. Uh, so at that time, they were sitting on their ship. It was still docked, and. Uh, they were uh, waiting, waiting for it to uh, go out to sea, and he just asked that we pray uh, for them. Also, uh, Brother Don called me and said that Wednesday he's supposed to be uh, getting his uh, prosthetic, he called it a leg, prosthetic foot and a leg. Uh, and and uh, so he's hoping that he'll be, he'll be walking after Wednesday. So uh, please pray for Pray for him that the Lord strengthen his legs, and and uh, he wants so bad to be back at church. He just misses it so bad, and I told him that we miss him too. We really do miss his smiling face. But uh, if you'll turn in your Bibles to the third chapter of St. Luke, uh, last night the Lord kind of changed uh, the direction that we thought we were going. And, uh, and, and brought this scripture to our heart and I hope that something will be done or said that will be a help to you uh, today. If you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, uh, our prayer is that uh, the drawing of the Spirit of the Lord will draw you to an altar of repentance and that you will believe to the saving of your soul. And if you're here and you're just, if you're down and out or discouraged, uh, doesn't look like anybody is, but if you are, uh, 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 we, we, we pray that this will be, uh, will help you uh, to realize that God loves you and he's got better things for you uh, today. And, uh, but I want to read over here about the um, baptizing that John was doing at the River Jordan in very familiar scripture. Uh, and I'm going to begin reading the third chapter about the third verse. And it said that he came into all the country about Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, say, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every, every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. I'm glad today that Jesus made a, uh, took the rough ways and made them smooth Amen. for us today, aren't you? Amen. And it said, um, And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then said he to the multitudes that came forth, to be baptized of him. O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. 
For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid into the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which brings not forth good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. <laughs> and the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and saith unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. Then came also the publicans to be baptized, and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. And as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not, John answered, saying unto them, All I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. And I believe I'll stop reading uh, uh, right there. <coughs> And um, uh, I want us to think just for a few minutes about uh, uh, what John was preaching here and, and, and at the baptizing. And, and uh, uh, the thought that came to our heart and to our mind was simply this, an escape route. Now I want you to think about that uh, just for a few minutes. Now, uh, the Bible teaches us over in Matthew, uh, uh, it says that, uh, 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 that John the Baptist was preaching these words to the to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, and he said, Think not within yourself, we have Abraham to our father. John knew exactly uh, what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were thinking in their mind uh, when he said uh, about bringing fruit, meat for repentance to the baptism. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, if you search the scripture, uh, they felt like they had the fruits uh, just by who they were, by being uh, uh, the sons of Abraham. Uh, but John reminded them here uh, that, uh, uh, that God is able of these stones, and I'm sure there was many stones around the area there. He said God is able of these stones to raise up children to Abraham. In other words, he don't need you. Uh, he can raise up children from these stones, amen. And uh, and so, but over in the book of Luke, it says that, that he preached this to all the people uh, that came. So I think Luke may go into a little more detail about uh, who he was preaching to here. Uh, 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 over in Matthew, it just talks about uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Uh, but here we have on top of them, uh, we have what is called uh, the people, uh, the common people. Uh, and they asked the question, what must we do have to be saved? And then uh, you had a, a certain people who were publicans. They were collectors of Roman revenues. And they asked the question, they, they said, what must we do? Meaning us publicans, what must we do have to be saved? And then even the soldiers uh, that were there, 
uh, uh, they asked the question, and I think they were referring to themselves as soldiers. What must we do uh, uh, to be saved? And and so uh, I begin to think here is uh, John was making sure that uh, when these came uh, to the baptism that, and I appreciate what was brought out in Sunday school today, uh, uh, that baptism is a symbol of what we were and what we have become through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we're not ashamed of this symbol, but we'll publicly go down to the river. It's not closed to anybody. It's not a private session, but it's open to whoever wants to come and witness it and that we're baptized under the water and we come up and that's a symbol that we have died out to sin and we have become a new creature in Christ. And, and so uh, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were, well, uh, they were glad to come to this baptism. They thought, well, if this is the thing that good people do, uh, we'll just do it. We'll be baptized. But uh, uh, to their uh, great surprise, uh, John told them, I said, who has warned you how to flee from the wrath had to come. Amen. I tell you today, Brother Wayne Alcorn, I, I used to preach. I, and he'd say, you got to get lost I, I, before you can get saved. And I believe that I, with all my heart. I, I, going to heaven sounds good. I, and he'd make anybody want to say whatever they need to say how to get there. I, I, but I'm going to tell you today, our ticket to heaven I, I, comes from a belief and a trust I, and knowing that we're sinners and that we fail. We're vipers, amen, as John spoke here. Amen. Not only are we poisoned, but we're poisonous to others when we're in our sin today. And so we begin to look and we begin to think about this. And I can't help but believe, I don't know for sure, but I can't help but believe that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, for the most part, probably walked away uh, from that baptism, amen. Uh, uh, but the Bible said how uh, uh, there was people there uh, asking the question, uh, uh, what must we do? Uh, or what shall we do? Uh, and I tell you, John, uh, I'm going to tell you something. When we get born again, uh, uh, there's a change that will happen uh, in our life. Uh, our old ways will become new ways in the Lord. How uh, uh, The things we used to think, uh, that we wanted to do. Uh, I will not do them anymore. Uh, we may still be tempted to, uh, uh, but there'll be a still small voice uh, down inside of us uh, uh, leading us away from that uh, temptation. Amen. Right. The Bible said that John told the people, <laughs> Amen, if you have two coats, <laughs> give to those that have none. Right. He was telling them, to be charitable. Yeah. See, this is part of salvation. This is part of what you want to do when you become a Christian today. Amen. I worry about folks who say they've been saved. Amen. And you can't see any fruit from their tree. Amen. You've seen them. Amen. But John says here, when the people ask, what shall we do? And he says, uh, if you've got meat, amen, uh, to give it to those 
I that have none. I tell you what, I, when the Lord saved my soul, amen, I, and I drew up close to him, I, I wanted others, amen, to have what I had. I, I down inside, amen. I, it's not a selfish thing, I, I, but it's something that you want the whole world I, to experience today. I, and I believe with all my heart I, I, that if the whole world accepted Jesus Christ I, on his terms of the gospel, I, I believe you and I could take our locks uh, off the doors today. Uh, I believe we wouldn't have to worry uh, about places where we go. Uh, I get robbed or mugged, amen. Uh, uh, we love one another, the Bible says. Uh, I do unto others uh, as you'd have them do unto you. Uh, so if we did that, uh, we wouldn't do anything harmful against them because we wouldn't want it done to us. Amen. You know what is great about this about this scripture and about what's happening here. Brother Michael said in Sunday school when, when Paul was talking about sin and where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. Brother Michael made the comment, he said, we see here that we have a problem. Amen. We've got to realize that we have a problem. Amen. A sin problem. Whatever that it might be. But praise God, we've got an unlimited cure for that problem today. It'd be one thing for the preacher to stand and tell folks, amen, that you just got sin in your life and you died and going to hell. But I'm glad today that with every message that steers that way, there is a remedy for that today, amen. Nobody has to die and go to It's not God's will that anybody go there, but the Bible teaches us that if we go there, we'll go as an intruder and not a guest, amen. Amen. People asked, what shall we do? And he told them. He told them. You see, just because you and I don't do the same sins, we all have sin in our life. Amen. Amen. Maybe there's some folks, amen, that do help other people, that do give to other people. But they've got sin in their life somewhere else, amen. Yeah, come on, preacher. So he's preaching to them all. And then comes the publicans, who we know are collectors of Roman revenue, they're tax collectors. And evidently, evidently there was a bad problem with a lot of these publicans being dishonest. Evidently there was. And they asked John the question, what shall we do? Condemnation had come down upon these, amen. I believe when he called them a generation of vipers, he was not only talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but he was talking to everybody there that was a sinner, amen. Fleeing. He's teaching you how to flee from the wrath to come. Praise God, I'm glad there's an answer to every problem that you and I face today. Amen. The publicans asked him, said, and you know, Matthew doesn't mention this over in his gospel, but Luke goes a little further with this. They asked him, what shall we do? 
John said, exact no more. I believe he meant what he said. Don't steal anymore. Right. Amen. He didn't tell them to quit their job as, as revenue agents. That's needful today. We know that taxes are needful. Amen. Yeah. That's the way we have roads to, to drive on. Amen. And, and, and the things that we enjoy. He didn't say quit your jobs. But I believe he told them to be honest. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was real easy for these tax collectors when they went around collecting taxes for the Roman government. It was real easy for them to bump it up just a little bit more than it was. And then make it popular what was over and beyond the new taxes. That stuff, I believe, was going on. Right. We know it's not going on in Washington, but we'll see. And, and, and so we, uh, we see here that John gives them the answer to their sin problem. Amen. He gives them the answer to their sin problem. Amen. When you repent, It'll make a difference in your life. Uh, right. You'll go, you'll go as publicans, and you'll take the taxes that are due, and not of yourself. And then the Bible says there was a group of them there that were soldiers. I believe there was a heap of folks came to this baptism, all walks of life. I believe they were. And these soldiers asked the question. And I believe that when they asked, what shall we do? I believe they were asking it in a way, talking about the soldiers themselves. What shall we do? <laughs> Amen. He told them not to make false accusations. Evidently, during this time, a soldier could be bribed Amen. To make a false accusation against somebody. We realize that with Jesus Christ himself, there was all kind of false accusations being made against him. And they used this to cause turmoil, to cause turmoil in the people, amen, and to create an uproar against Jesus. He told them to be satisfied with their wages. Amen. I believe when we get right with God, we'll become content like Paul was with what we've been dealt in life today. Amen? A lot of folks say, it's not fair, I got this or that, so and so got this or that. But Vanessa, the closer I draw to Jesus, amen, the more unworthy I realize I am of what God has blessed us with. Amen? So he tells these soldiers, don't bring false accusations against others. Be content with your wages. Do violence to no man. Amen. He didn't tell them to quit being soldiers. Amen. We could, we could get real picky and we could say the Bible says thou shalt not kill so we ought to just do away with our military. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. The soldiers were needful. 
They had a job to do. But John said, if you're going to truly repent and be worthy to be baptized, amen, you've got to do some things right. Amen. Amen. And thank God the Bible teaches us that there was a multitude of people that were baptized here at this baptism. They were to the point where they were, they were uh, putting John on a pedestal. Some in the Bible says that they mused in their minds as to whether he was the Christ or not. John had that much power with God in his preaching and what he was teaching that some even thought him to be the Christ. Now, a lot of folks in John's position would have taken advantage of this. Amen. And they would have tried to put themselves up on a high pedestal before the people. But John made sure that he let the people know that he was only the forerunner preaching, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The time has come. The axe is laid to the root of the trees. Amen. And any tree that bringeth not forth good fruit shall be hewn down and cast into the fire. All it's good for. It's all it's good for. So John was letting them know that the time is coming and now is, amen, to repent, flee. He was showing them the escape route. Amen. Somebody said, preacher, could them Pharisees and Sadducees, could they have been saved? Sure. Sure they could have. When they realized, when they come to the conclusion that they were not born already saved, they were taught because of who they were and the sect that they were in, that they were just a little bit higher than everybody else, amen. And because their father traced back to Abraham, amen, they figured they had all that they needed to inherit eternal life, amen. But John warned them to flee from the wrath to come. Aren't you glad that there's an escape wrath that we have? I believe this is pointed out in John where, 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 where uh, uh, or here in Luke, where John the Baptist is talking to these different groups of people. I believe it's pointed out there because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not all of their sins were the same. But the Bible teaches us that sin is sin. I'm afraid a lot of times uh, we get in our minds that there's certain sins that people can do, amen, to go so far as to do that it's an unforgivable sin. But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches us that the only unforgivable sin that you and I can commit is the blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. That's the turning away of the Spirit of God. And praise God, I'm glad that he's been merciful because I've heard people tell me that they had turned him away time and time again and through his mercy and his grace, he gave them another opportunity and somehow or another they accepted that and believed to the saving of their soul. 
But brother and sister, our lost person, I've got news for you today. He's only just to do that one time. He is. If he came one time and let us know that we were a generation of vipers poisoned with Satan and poisonous to other people, amen. And if he came and offered himself to us as our Savior, and we turned him down that one time, he would be just in allowing us to choose hell as our Bless permanent you. place. The lake of fire. Paul said over in the book of Hebrews, I believe it was, he said, how shall we neglect how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? We're in a world today, and it's nothing new, it's been taught for years. And there is other escape routes from hell besides Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you today, it's through his blood that you and I have the escape today. And that's the only way that we can get out of the place that we're in today. The sin that, that, as was mentioned in Sunday school, has become a master over so many people today, dictating what they think and what they do. So sad, so sad to think that. But I'm glad today that Jesus Christ has an escape. He has an escape route. I believe there was people here at this baptism who when John began to preach to them, amen, and preached about repentance, amen, and bringing forth fruit for repentance, meat for repentance, amen, that they begin to think in their mind and in their heart, yes, I am. I am guilty of what he's talking about here. I'm guilty of that. See, that's when somebody becomes lost and undone when they realize without the shadow of a doubt that they're guilty, that we're guilty of these things. I'm thankful for what was brought out in Sunday school that started in the Garden of Eden with Adam. By one man's sin, by one man's transgression, death was brought to us all. But by one man's obedience, Jesus Christ. Amen. We've got life. We've got an escape route today. Amen. I can't help but believe as he preached to them that these, the people, the common people, you know, a lot of these were, were Gentiles, the publicans who were looked so far down upon. Remember all the times that Jesus was ridiculed because that he was having dealings with the publicans and the sinners, amen? And they thought, this man can't be of God because he's having dealings with these folks. God's whole purpose for sending Jesus Christ was to save sinners. That was his whole purpose. And there's none of us today that are excluded from that. 
but we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus said, I'm fixing to round it up, Jesus said in one place, when he was talking to his disciples, and a lot of the things that Jesus said were very mysterious, and, 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 and it was uh, seemingly hard for the disciples a lot of times to understand what he was saying. But Jesus said, oh, and this is right after the rich young ruler had come and asked Jesus the question, what, what must I do or what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus gave him a list of things and he said, I've kept all them from my youth up. I'm good. He said, one thing thou lackest. He said, go and sell that that you have. Give to the poor and take up your cross and follow me. And the Bible said that this rich young man, rich young ruler, whatever he was, that he went away sorrowful because he had many many riches. And right after this, Jesus told his disciples, he said, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And his disciples asked him the same question that the people and the soldiers and the publicans asked John the Baptist. They said, who then can be saved? Who can be saved? Jesus said, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I'm going to tell you today, he can take the vilest sinner, the vilest sinner, I think we sing a song that talks about that, and he can wash them white as snow in the blood of the Lamb. There's no sin too big. Boy, I've heard folks, when I was younger, I'd hear some of the old folks saying they were referring to some, maybe a, a child molester or somebody that had done something awful. And I remember them saying, well, hell ain't hot enough for them. Oh, but it is. And we should not wish them to go to that awful place, but to pray to God that they would see their self as the viper that they are. To see their self as poisoned as they are. And not only that child molester or that rapist, but that do-gooder that does good to other people, yet doesn't know Jesus Christ as his Savior today. The same hell is waiting for them is it's waiting for what we call the vilest sinner today. And it ought to be to our utmost importance to reach those. And I still believe God's saving people today, amen. He's saving folks. He's saving folks that the world has, has just washed their hands up and said we can't do nothing with them. Maybe, uh, maybe every penitentiary and uh, 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 every insane asylum says there's no help for them today. But I'm going to tell you something. God is the escape route. Jesus is the escape route today. Amen. Fire codes call for in certain public buildings 
that they have everything provided to it all for it all possible to get people out of the building in the event of a fire. They have exit signs that by building codes are, are to be uh, 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 put where folks can see of amen. They're to have doors big enough that if everybody has to get out in a hurry, the doors are big enough to get all the people out in a certain amount of time according to the fire codes. Those are escape routes. They're escape routes. I remember one time seeing on the back of a tall apartment building a ladder that went up like this and, 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 and I thought to myself, they've got an elevator, why would they need steps in the back outside when they've got an elevator to go up and down. I was told this is a fire escape. If they can't get on the elevator, they can come down the steps. John showed everyone that came to that baptism the way of the escape. And whether the Sadducees and the Pharisees wanted to admit or didn't want to admit that they were sinners, they still had the same opportunity to be saved. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that down the road there, there was some of them of those sects that found the Lord and the free part of sin that realized just because they were born they were not entitled to the favors of God. But the, but, but, but the Bible and the gospel points out that all of us, all of us are generations of vipers before we become saved. We're poisoned with sin and our poison is contagious one to another through that. So today, if you don't know, everybody in the house may be saved. I don't know. But you know and God knows. Now I want to point out to you today that he does have an escape route for you today. There is a remission made for the sins that we have committed. I'm glad that grace much more abounds. If not, he would say, well, if you've sinned about this much, there's enough grace to take care of you. But if you've sinned this much, there's no hope for you. I'm glad today that His grace is sufficient for all. Whatever we've done, whatever we thought in our life, whatever has run through our mind, amen. And I'm glad that when John perceived that they were thinking that he might be Jesus Christ himself, that he might be the Messiah, he said, he must increase, but I must decrease. Wasn't very long from this scripture that I read you that Herod had John in prison. And from that point, I believe that, that Herod's plan was just to keep him in prison there for a while. Bless his Lord. 
but because of a vow that was made at a party, John was beheaded there. John knew that his time was soon coming to an end. I must decrease, but he must decrease. I, he, he was saying, I come out of the wilderness preaching, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And now there's one mightier than I whose shoes I'm not worthy to reach down and unloose. I indeed baptize you with water. He baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm going to tell you something. If I hadn't got baptized with Holy Ghost and with fire today, my water baptism wouldn't mean a thing in the world today. Amen. But it's what He baptized me in. Amen today. And when I went down to the river, offered myself a candidate for baptism, I was just showing the world what he had done for me Amen. down inside. I love each and every one of you today, but I want you to know there's an escape route. If you're down and out, you may be saved today. Sin's got you bowed down. That can happen where none of us are immune to it. There's an escape for you today. There's an escape. I've talked to people that I know good well. I've heard their testimony. And I believe that they've been saved. And they're in such a bad way. Amen. They'll tell you they're in such a bad way. They're bound down. They've allowed Satan to bind them down. Amen. But there's an escape route for them. There is. And the same Jesus that saved their soul is the same Jesus that there's a, their escape route is from this today. Amen. Amen. When I have things go through my mind that ought not, you may not have that problem, but every so often something will just go through my mind and I'll think to myself, where'd that come from? Why did they even think that? And Satan said, it's me. It's me. If I'll turn my eyes to Jesus, Amen. I'm thankful for what Sister Marilyn said when you was talking about your porch. And I've been there. Something that something you spent some money on, you put some time and effort, and you look back on it, you're proud of it, the way it looks. And you want other people to be proud of it. You want other people to like it. You see. But in that song, when we turn our eyes upon Jesus, all of these other things become dim, dim, dim. All the things of this life become less and less and less. And what we see with our spiritual eyes when we look to Jesus is everything and everything does. If you'll stand, come get us a song. 177. 177. There's an escape for you today. There's an escape for the alcoholic. There's an escape for the drug abuser. There's an escape for those that are addicted to pornography. There's an escape from whatever sin has got you bound down today. Amen. And that escape is Jesus Christ. John said, flee. Who's warned you? You've been warned. 
to flee from the wrath to come. Is there wrath coming, preacher? Sure there is. Amen. The end of a lost life is an eternal punishment in, the, in fire where the where it never quenched and the worm dieth not. A place of torment. Preacher, I don't like to think about that. Boy, I don't either. I don't either. But it's real today. It's real as it can be. I believe that the rich man that's there and all the others that are there with him, if they could speak to us today, they would tell us at all costs to avoid this awful place. Avoid this awful place. Amen. There's an escape route today for you and I. We just have to reach out and take it. Go ahead and see.
confess those things to him, he's just to forgive us of Amen. Shame on me if I say, Lord, forgive me of the sins I've committed that I don't know about. I know about them. Amen. You see, when he saved me, when he saved me, he let me know right from wrong. He, I didn't have to go and ask Sister Pam if it was okay for me to do this or that. When he saved me, he showed me. Amen. I wouldn't think about trying to preach a funeral or stand to do God any kind of service without first making sure everything was clean in my life. Amen. God forgive me. Not only more for what I've done, but for what I've not done when you told me to. To know to do good, not to do it. The Bible teaches me, to me it's sin. To you it's sin today. There's an escape route from all of that. There's a way to get back in favor with God, to have power with God. And that's through repentance. John couldn't have preached any better. And I'm sure that John wishes that those Pharisees, those Sadducees, had realized that they were lost and undone without God. That they were the generation of vipers that he was talking about, along with all the others that were in sin. Amen. John was getting them lost. He was preaching to them. And the gospel was getting them lost. Amen. Let them know. Sing one more verse. Whatever you need to do today, 